Hello, and welcome to our podcast, where the dark corners are. hostess tonight we have a serial killers with sierra yeah episode yes (laughs) (laughs) hello hello how are you i'm tired i had my last session for my tattoo this morning okay yes i think i saw a picture on facebook about it yeah so my leg's a little sore (laughs) there's a lot of white highlights right and i believe you designed it yourself i did so you're multi-creative. I am. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Sierra was the one that crocheted the bunny. Yes. For me. The bunny. The bunny that was posted on our Facebook page. Yes. Uh, so, and she included the pearls. I did, because I had to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, it's on our, on all of the, whenever there's a picture of the bunny, she's got pearls. Exactly. So, because she's got class. But whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So tonight we're actually going to close out our trip to Japan. As our listeners know that I'm headed that way. Yes. Or will, at the time of this release, might be back from Japan. Probably. So, yeah, Japan. Japan and the Kobe child murders. Oh, okay. Yeah, this one was kind of interesting. Okay. On May 27th, 1997. The head of Juan Hayes, 11 years old, a special education pupil at the Tanahota Elementary School, was found in front of the school gate hours before kids arrived to class. Oh my god. I told you this one was a little intense. Hayes had been beheaded with a handsaw, with further mutilations being done before being left in front of the school for students to discover when they arrived in the morning. What a disgusting... I mean, is this an unsolved mystery? Nope. Okay. We know exactly who did it. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. A note written in red pen was found stuffed in his mouth, identifying the killer as a Saka Kibara. Oh, so he just ratted himself out? Mm, kind of. Okay, that's not a dumbass move, but okay. <laughs> well, you'll understand the level of stupidity later on down the road. Okay. The note read, this is the beginning of the game. Try to stop me if you can, you stupid police. I desperately want to see people die. It is a thrill for me to commit murder. A bloody judgment is needed. Wait a minute. See, his victim is a disabled child? Yes. What a fucking coward. Yeah. But a judgment is needed for my years of great bitterness. Oh, so someone else has to pay for his problems. Exactly. He can't go to a fucking therapist like everybody else. Nope. Additionally, some misspelled English was on a note near the bottom. Said uh, school killer. School was spelled S-C-O-O-L-L. Well, English is the second language. I'm not going to judge that. Yeah, that's fair. 
Police commented that the style of Hayes' murder and the note was reminiscent of that of the Zodiac murders in the San Francisco Bay Area during the late 1960s. I don't remember heads being placed in front of a school. No, but there was letters taunting the police. Okay. June 6th, a letter was sent to the newspaper Kobe Shibun, in which Sakakibara claimed responsibility for the slaying and decapitation of Juan Hayes and threatened that more killings would soon follow. So he names himself like a dumbass. The cops didn't just go pick him up? So it's not his real name. Okay. So, so he thinks he's he's made up a name for himself. Oh, he's playing games with the police at this point. Okay. Oh, so he's like, I am the Zodiac, but yeah. the Japanese version. Yes. Okay. The second letter, delivered in a brown envelope postmarked June 3rd, had no return address or name. So at least he was kind of smart on that case. Kind of. <laughs> Enclosed was a three-page, 1,400-letter, also written in red pen, which included the six-character name that can be pronounced... Asaka Kibara Saito. Satan? Saito. What does Saito mean? Do we know? So the same characters, which mean alcohol, devil, rose, saint, and fight, were used in the first message that was used in Hayes' mouth. So all the characters can be pronounced as Sakai Kibara Saito. Okay. Beginning with the phrase, now it's the beginning of a game, the letter stated that I am putting my life at stake for the sake of this game. If I'm caught, I'll probably be hanged. Police should be angrier and more tenacious in pursuing me. It's only when I kill that I am liberated from the constant hatred that I suffer and that I am able to attain peace. It is only when I give pain to people that I can ease my own pain. Jesus Christ. Fucking drink like everybody else. (laughs) You'll soon see why he can't. Okay. The letter also lashed out against the Japanese educational system, calling it compulsory education that formed me, an invisible person. Look, folks, everyone has fucking problems. You don't get to kill a disabled child. It's no. Just... In the initial panic, the Japanese media misreported the name as Anibara, which means demons rose. Okay, well, innocent mistake. I mean, D.B. Cooper, we got D.B. Cooper out of that scenario. Correct. Infuriated by the mix-up, Saki Kibara later wrote to the station, From now on, if you misread my name or spoil my mood, I will kill three vegetables a week. If you think I can only kill children, you are greatly mistaken. Vegetables? Saki Kibara's use of the term vegetables here refers to people around him. He had learned this term from his parents, who had told him, If you are nervous at your athletic meet, picture the people around you as vegetables. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) So, was... So, I sometimes my questions mm-hmm. get ahead of your story. Correct. And it's kind of frustrating because <laughs> it's like, so obviously some childhood trauma yes. from the parents happened. I mean, nothing that I could find. So, so basically we're talking childhood trauma from the, on the premise of the school. Yes. Okay. A 14-year-old junior high school student was arrested as a suspect on the Hayes murder on June 28th. 14. 14. Okay. That's why he can't drink. Oh, okay. Yep. So in Japan, since he was considered a minor, they never used his legal name. They just called all of his court documents. He is listed as Boy A. Boy A. Even to this day, his name has never been released. Not officially. It's been leaked. Okay. It's never been officially released. So this was 1997, you said? Yes. So 25 years later? Mm-hmm. It still has not been 
released. Okay. And I'll just put like a little kind of head note here. It, his name was leaked. So if our viewers or listeners want to go find his actual name, they can. Okay. But just out of respect for the Japanese decision there. Decision and their and their laws. Right. Okay. I will not be using his name. Shortly after his arrest, Boy A also confessed to the murder of a 10-year-old girl, Ayaka Yamashita, on March 16th, as well as the assaults of three other girls on or around that same date. So he had other victims. Oh, yes. He had two murder victims and a couple of assaults at 14. What kind of assaults are we talking? Because, I mean, there's physical assault and then there's sexual assault. Physical assaults. Okay. After the March 16th attack, he wrote in his diary, I carried out sacred experiments today to confirm how fragile human beings are. I brought the hammer down when the girl turned to face me. I think I hit her a few times, but I was too excited to remember. Jesus Christ. This is coming from a 14-year-old. Yes. Holy shit. You're like eighth grade. Calm down. Holy shit. Read porn. (laughs) Like a normal 14-year-old, damn it. Yes. (laughs) Spend some time in the bathroom alone. Yeah. The following week, on March 23rd, he added, This morning, my mom told me, poor girl, the girl that was attacked seemed to have died. There's no sign of me being caught. I thank you, Bamadushikin, for this. Please continue to protect me. Who is Bamadushikin? The meaning or identity remains unclear. He's never said why or who it was. Or, or where he was. conjured up that. Or where he conjured it up. Okay. Never. There's no mythological story behind this person or? Nope. Well, it's okay. Not so. as far as he said anyway. Okay. So he was convicted. Should have been. Yes. Fucking yeah. And sent to, you know, juvenile lockup, basically, whatever their equivalent is over in Japan. After the murders, Japanese politician Suzaka Kame called for restricting objectable content, stating movies lacking any literary or educational merit made for just showing cruel scenes, adults should be blamed for this, and that the incident gives adults the chance to rethink the policy of self-imposed restrictions on these films and whether they should allow them just because they are profitable. So he's pointing the fingers at movies? Yeah. So he's turning it to like media and violence and video games, which, come on. I've played violent video games since I was like nine. I'm not murdering people. I'm just obsessed with people that murder people. <laughs> and doing a podcast about it. And doing it. a podcast about it. Wait, there's, there's no accountability if you do that. No. That's the problem. Exactly. And he's 14. He's old enough to know right or wrong. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure they've done studies that have shown that there's no correlation between violence and media and people acting out vi- in violent ways. I, I, I can't speak to that. I don't know. You know, I've done research just because for years, you know, people kept constantly trying to say that, oh, if you play GTA, you're going to go around and kill people. Ugh. I play GTA. I don't go rob cars and kill people. Right. <sighs> and I highly doubt you're hooking up with hookers on the back of your car, but whatever. No, my car's too dirty for that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to pay extra and I'm not willing to do that. I'm cheap. In 2000, Japan's biochemical legislator lowered the age of criminal responsibility from 16 to 14. Well, good for them. Yeah, I mean, a little after the fact, but at least they did something. Correct. However, in the wake of the June 1st, 2004 murder of Saitomi Matsurai by an 11-year-old girl A, the Sasebo slashing, there's been some more discussion needed for further revision. So this is obviously a second and separate crime. Yes. Were a young lady, 11-year-old An girl? An 11-year-old girl murdered somebody. Wow, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, Japan's off the handle, I guess. Well. March 11, 2004, an un- in an unprecedented act, the Japanese Ministry of Justice announced that Sake Kiyabara, now 21, was being released on a provisional basis 
with a full release to follow on January 1st, 2005. So he only did seven years. Yep. For killing two children. Children. One he cut, decapitated with a handsaw. Correct. And further mutilated the body as well. And made threats to commit further acts of violence. Yeah. Seven years. Yeah. That's bullshit. It is. That's bullshit, Japan. I'm calling you bullshit. No, it's full bullshit. Critics have alleged that since the government had taken the unusual step of notifying the public, the Saki Kibara was likely not fit for release and should have been transferred to prison instead. Wait. So because they're like, hey, we're going to let him go. Yeah. The, basically, the public was like, yeah, he's probably not actually fit for release because why would they be warning us right. that he's being released? Okay. Well, you know... <laughs> We have Megan's Law. Yeah. And, you know, you can go on website and be like, hey, your fucking neighbor is a, a pedo. Yeah. Keep your kids. I mean. Hide your kids. Kind of <laughs> same point. Yeah. If you got to warn us about him. Right. Barry shouldn't be releasing him. Correct. Just saying. In the wake of the Sacebo slashing, the 11-year-old, three months later, the criticism, this criticism was exaggerated. Because, of course. They're like, hey, we're releasing this dude. And then, like, right after they uh, announce it, this other girl kills somebody. So they're like, hey, we just had this other child murder somebody. Right. Probably shouldn't keep the previous child murderer. Was he given any type of therapy? Not that I could find. So basically he was held in detention. Yep. Okay. Due to the seriousness of the crimes and the fact that they have been committed by a minor, his name and new residence to this day remain a highly guarded secret. So are these kids, like, quoting him, writing manifests about him, saying, this kid got away with it, I'm going to get away with it too? I, I mean, I would imagine. But is there anything the that says that, like, they were... Uh, not prompted, but... Or like, inspired by... Not conspired, but kind of copycat. Yeah. I mean, nothing that I could find. Okay. But, you know, kid mentality is really not that far from, like, mob mentality, really. Okay. Like, one kid does something, gets away with it, you're going to be like, oh... He got away with he, it. He got away. I can get away with it now. Right. And it's like, no. A number of people, including Sojiro Goto, a lawyer who dealt with many false accusation cases... Hideko Kumagi and Nobuyashi Itoa, former principal of the junior high school that Boy A had attended, insist that Boy A was wrongfully accused. Oh my god. And point out contradictions in the statements for the investigating authorities. He the the kid has the mentality that people are vegetables. He has no value in other people's lives. And he straight up told the police that this is basically a game at this point. Correct. Let's play a game. I'm going to kill somebody, <laughs> and you're going to try and figure out who I am. Yeah, this is going to be great. He knew what the fuck he was doing. Exactly. However, the examples that they used was that police investigators said that one of the murders was committed by a left-handed person. Boy, A is right-handed. I mean, that one I don't get. You can be ambidextrous enough to Absolutely. murder somebody if you I want am, to. I am, I am a left-handed batter. Mm-hmm. But I write with my right hand. That's how my mom is. My mom writes with her uh, left hand, but does everything else right-handed. Right. So. Boy A's confession contained many absurd statements and claims of things that would be impossible for a 14-year-old to do. I couldn't find what the claims were. I did a couple hours, at least, worth of research. Couldn't find anything. So I was like, okay, whatever. Boy A had bad grades, and yet his confession was complex, if cryptid, 
and contained many elaborate figures of speech and similes. So basically because his grammar was up to par, it couldn't have been him because he's a dumbass? Right, because the rest of his grades were bad. I mean, shit. When I was in school, my math was terrible, but my English and my science were always A's. Okay. Just because you're bad grades in one thing doesn't mean you're bad in other things. Correct. It doesn't. It's not universally applied. Exactly. In 2002, the boy's mother had visited him in prison and asked him if he had committed the crimes. He told her he did. Oh, so he confessed. Yeah. Was this recorded? I believe so. June 2015, Saki Kibara, now 32, released an autobiography through Ota Publishing titled Zika, in which he claimed to express regret for his crimes and recounted the murders in graphic detail. The two murders. The two murders. In graphic detail. Yeah. Okay. But he also, in the same book, says that he regrets his actions, but then goes on to, you know, graphically detail. This is how I did it. Yeah. You know, kind of like, This is how I murdered a 10-year-old and an 11-year-old. Right. So sorry. My bad. Shit. No. Despite attempts by June Hayes' family to block the release of Zika, and despite one bookstore chain refusing to stock the book entirely, it quickly reached the top of the Japanese bestseller list. Jesus Christ. You know, in America, you cannot profit off of your crimes. Correct. I is that I mean, is that a law in Japan, too? Or Not from what I could find. Okay. I think it should be a universal law, but Correct. that's just me. Correct. A few months later, Saki Kibara set up a vanity website in which he posted bizarre photoshopped images of a nude male suggested to be himself. Okay. This okay, boy. Buffalo Bill, calm it down. <laughs> this boy... I don't believe he has an ounce of regret in him. No, absolutely not. No. I mean, if you can go into great detail after 18 years, 16 years. Yeah. Oh, my God. Something to that effect. You know, and that's one of the things about a lot of serial killers. They take souvenirs so they can relive mm-hmm. their the, the the killing of their victims. Yes. And it's kind of almost like an excitement. Mm-hmm. It's almost kind of like it gets them off. Yeah. And it just, it's a token to help them remember. Exactly. And I mean, to be able to do that is because you don't really have regret that you've done it. No. You're excited to relive it. Exactly. And you place no value upon the lives that you have taken. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, absolutely none. So now he's scot-free. He's scot-free. He has a website. He posts up nude pictures of himself because why not? Right. Dude was doing some OnlyFans before OnlyFans existed, I guess. So just out of curiosity, Sierra, yes. did you take a look at the website? I refused. Okay. I am I am a sick and twisted individual, and I will be the first person to admit that. I'm not that bad. Okay. All <laughs> I was right. like, yeah, that's that's not for me, dog. That's, that's crossing a line? <laughs> that's okay. crossing a line. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, buying a children's book from a serial killer apparently isn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's we're, we're, we're obviously referring to the Australian murderous icon, Mark the Chopper Reed, yes. and his books. You know, <laughs> whenever we talked about that, I kept wanting to say, oh, so he had like a book called Carl the Cockroach? I mean, just... <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> and on our Facebook page, I think Panda posted... Yeah, he posted up a post about it, and it's like listed on Amazon. And Correct, a, a book. Yeah. A book that he... Had written. Right. 
something about don't judge a book by its cover or something, yeah, something like, like that. And I'm like, you're a killer. <laughs> I And you know, one of the things you said, they just kind of want to come around to for Mark. I mean, we're obviously on different continents now, but when you had indic- when you had said he was trying to explain, you know, hey, Australia, it was just a few people I killed. Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. That's your... That's your argument? It's just a few people? It's just, it's just a few, and he only killed people that were bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I mean, if they were bad guys, then, you know, I'm not going to argue that. No, but still. <laughs> okay. So that is pretty pretty bad. I mean, 14 years old. But I can't imagine. Yeah. And again, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about going to these places you get to see things firsthand. Yes. But I mean, even at 14, mm-hmm. and you know, when I was younger, there was this image about Japan mm-hmm. that has totally changed. Yeah. And the image being the younger generation was always supposed to be very respectful mm-hmm. and care for the elder generation. Yeah. Well, apparently that has shifted. Mm. Japan has an increase of elderly women going into prison because their families are not taking care of them. And they are not visiting. And so these women are lonely. And in order to gain some sort of community, they are breaking the laws and they're going to jail where they A, get taken care of, and B, have people to talk to. And it's it's a real big thing in Japan. That's nuts. But when I was a kid, that was not the norm. Yeah, correct. That was not the cultural norm. Wow, that's and nuts. It's a bit bit of a shift. Yeah, for this, and I suspect part of what it is is when the husbands die and the dads being the husband being the head of the family. Mm-hmm. And I did see this in my own family when my grandfather died mm-hmm. on both sides. The family just stopped coming yeah, to visit. Mm-hmm. But that leaves grandma slash mom. Yeah. Why aren't you visiting your mom? Right? So, th- I mean, there is a shift in Japan. But if yeah. this was in 1997. Yeah. So, I mean, between now and then. Oh, yeah. But it, it's, there seems to be like a lot of, you know, like I was trying to pick basically a story to do for the podcast. But I noticed there's like a lot of like, Young adult murderers or criminals, I guess, in Japan. That in a generation you don't anticipate or you didn't expect. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. It was a lot more because, like, you know, you expect, like, most serial killers are typically, like, anywhere from, like, late 20s to, like, late 40s. That's kind of, like, the general kind of age group. And then, like, with Japan, I was noticing a lot of them, it's, like, 17, 18, late, or, uh, late not late, early 20s. That kind of age group, which was kind of surprising to me. That, and that, that's surprising to me, too, as well. Yeah. I I mean, I, I don't have any research to 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 begin to understand what that trend is about. But, yeah. I mean, that is a bit surprising. Yeah. But I think, like, a lot of places and countries, as certain traditions mm-hmm. and cultural expectations loosen and slip away, yeah. is not taught to the next generation Mm -hmm. there is a shift yeah and what once was is no longer is correct now but that's it that's what we have for a true crime yes a horrible 
true crime. Yeah. Did he ever explain how he lured the kid or where he... Nope. I mean, I imagine he probably did in his book, but during, like, any of his confessions, nothing. I mean, nothing. where did he... I mean, how do you... Where did he cut the head off at? He never said. Huh. Okay. But he just dumped the body in front did of the Did he school. know the unfortunate kid? Or the girls? I... Could not find anything that said that. Okay, so it's maybe in the book. Probably in the book. I'll have to see if I can maybe hunt it down. Okay. Hopefully it's in, in an English translation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's what we have for you tonight on to business. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Where the dark corners are has a Facebook page. And so if you like to see some creepy things, share some creepy things. Or, you know, participate in some polls and fun stuff like that. Go ahead and uh, send us a request over to that Facebook page. But in the meantime, if you have a serial killer that you would like Sierra to cover, send us a request at where the dark corners are at gmail.com and dark corners is plural. Yes. So final thoughts. There's some messed up kids out there, man. And that's, and people question why I choose not to have any. (laughs) I'm just saying, knowing my luck, my kid would grow up to be a serial killer. And I know the petricide is probably one of the like least common types of murder. But it would happen to me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. All right. So until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why we hope to meet you where the dark corners are. (laughs) 